0: It sounds like you're modern-day hippies. (laughs) It (laughs) does. Thank you! Hi, welcome back to Let Me Ask You Something, the weekly podcast where I, M.D. Pittman, talk to everyday, ordinary people about something extraordinary that's happening in their lives. Um, This week I talked to Samantha and Kayla Stewart. Now, I'm releasing this early because I'm really anxious about this interview um anxious that it's exciting for me to release this because um they have a very interesting story they have a very important story and they have a very emotional story and i've tried to set this up many times but i'm just going to leave it at that um without further ado here are samantha and kayla stewart kayla and samantha why did you guys uh do the road trip from california to ohio
1: it wasn't so much a road trip from california to ohio in our heads i felt like for us it was more about trying to find ourselves i know that sounds corny but it's true so a lot of people including us we've spent years and years doing the hustle of creating a business and You know, being behind a desk and trying to be something important in life. And then we it just kept falling flat where we weren't happy. Like, it kept falling back to a very big feeling of an unhappiness. Like, people base success off of how far you've come in your life. How much money you make. To
2: us, it's like, you know, you can be a billionaire, but the question is, are you happy? And we kept, like, regardless of the success that we kept getting, it's like, we didn't feel that we were fulfilling our calling,
1: fulfilling our purpose. And it's funny because the universe has a very firm way of showing you you're supposed to make changes. So, we put all the work in and creating a business that kept failing doesn't mean we were doing anything wrong. That's the universe's way of saying there's a shift coming. So, we literally keep listening to those shifts. Is it hard? Yes, but we have to. And that's what we literally live by is trying to pay attention to the subtle signs. So we got a van. We got it for 5 grand. I think it's like 5500 bucks and I we literally converted it into an off-grid. I ran solar. I did it pretty much could sustain itself. So where we stayed was Bureau of Land Management. We were in a flood Cars yeah. were flooded all around us because we were in a wash area and didn't know But we know got it. to help a bunch of people, like dig them out. And they literally were sunk in mud from we were all stranded in a flood because we were in Bureau of Land Management in Arizona that we did not know was a heavy wash area that flooded. So, <laughs> so it was really like
2: when we were living van life, it was an opportunity for us to really find ourselves and realize what we're meant to be doing because... When you're like working 24-7, which granted we still had to work and make money to yeah. pay for gas and to pay for that journey. Yeah. But it's like when you're working 24-7, you don't really have that open mental clarity space where you can realize is what I am doing right now for the greater good of you, the rest me. of my life, yeah. the rest of the world. Like what can I do to better my life and the lives of others. Yeah.
0: Now, it's not, not to say this in a negative way. It sounds like you're modern-day hippies. It does. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It, it's it's kind of... It's kinda...
0: Or I didn't mean it as... I made, no. meant it as a compliment, too. Right. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's probably the truth. But behind <laughs> it is more and more people are doing it, one, because financially sustainable. Mm-hmm. Two, you own the vehicle most people Try to own it anyway. Some of those are so expensive; like they can run a hundred thousand dollars. The more bougie van life. Yes. Is. <laughs> yeah, like we—that's—I think it was a ninety-five or a ninety-nine. I don't remember. But. Yeah, we called it like the shag wagon <laughs> <laughs> because but, it was like the total surfer mobile. <laughs> yeah, it's but it is more of like a a hippie lifestyle because mm-hmm. yes, we're barefoot. Yes, we sometimes showered outside. Yeah, we went like old school with it with how we had to take care of like several different things. And like we showered at Planet Fitness. Like people are like, how do you shower? (laughs) Well, we got a Planet Fitness membership and it's like 25 bucks a month. Like we were able to shower shower every every day. day. Yeah, Like you can go work out, you shower, and do if there do? wasn't,
2: if there wasn't like a place for us to shower, whether it's a public shower or a gym, yeah. then we would be showering in the river
1: <laughs> with Dr. Bronner's yeah. biodegradable soap. <laughs> so there's, there is a hippie connection to that. Yeah. <laughs> she mentioned that because hippies are like, you're polluting the water. <laughs> it's not just true. hippies, so- a lot yeah. of but, eco-friendly yeah. people are because like, Dr. Bronner's essential oil, it's not polluting yeah. anything, but... Yeah. It's the, so you asked the journey from Ohio to California was it's the purpose behind it was soul discovery. Okay. It's literally trying to find our inner hearts, my inner heart, her inner heart to find happiness. It is the pursuit of happiness.
0: Did you find it?
1: You know, it's funny (laughs) because we ended up renting this. We've been here for over a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And this is actually the first time we've been together for 12 years this is the first time that we've really allowed ourselves to settle down this long. This is how much we've traveled. Okay. Um, yeah. So coming here and then it took my diagnosis for a world to completely, that I thought was consciously, I was consciously aware of it took coming here for this diagnosis to happen for me to go, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm not. Cause you feel it. It's like a yeah. feeling that you cannot let go of. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Even with her, like we've questioned our purpose since we've been here. We question all the time. Like what, why am I here? Why am I on this rock we call earth with everybody? <laughs> what, like I'm huge into what's my purpose. Yeah. and Because we
2: both already survived near death car crashes. Really, And that was when we first met. And so it's like, okay, we both survived near-death car crashes. A couple weeks later we met and then for some reason we fall in love and go on this wild journey over the past 12 years of changing who we are as people, not just individually, but for us as a couple as well.
0: Yeah.
2: And just really trying to dive deep and figure out what is our purpose? Why did we survive that car crash? Anyone else, like, they would be like, like, people have told us, you know, you you should have died. Wow. And we're like, well, we shouldn't have
1: died. Well, more yours, but.
2: There's a greater story. There's a greater reason.
1: Our lives literally have been spent on finding out, and people can ruin themselves over this, trying to figure out your purpose in life. Yeah. And it's not, at this point, trying to figure out my purpose. It's about allowing myself to do the things that I actually love doing. Yeah. And I've always suppressed that because I always felt like I needed to be in a state of nirvana before I can go out here in public speak, before I can write a kid's book before. If people spent their lives trying to be perfect, you will die before that happens. Yeah. No one reaches perfection. You can yeah. perfect yourself every day, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna reach where you're trying to be wholehearted like it's like a state of nirvana the way jesus was yeah. however but
0: it's kind of like if you reach that if you if you ever do reach it which is impossible yeah now <clears throat> what you've reached your goal yeah you're not then- <laughs> driving towards your goal anymore
1: so like is it my
2: time to die now because i'm perfect <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: if it were that simple everybody would be just floating around like oh. <laughs> life literally it's it's a it's an obstacle yeah that you need to put your legs in and bring your oars in and let your
0: boat drift. Just just follow the the current. It doesn't
1: mean you can't guide it.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't fight it.
0: Yeah. So um, when did you find out about your aneurysm?
1: So I was diagnosed actually on our 12 year anniversary. December 3rd, I was diagnosed with having a brain aneurysm. At that point, I wasn't told what kind it was, Mm -hmm. Um, so I connected and I got a neurosurgeon from the Cleveland Clinic, Mm -hmm. and he had told me that, well, statistically, my aneurysm is rare. It's in my carotid artery. It is considered an ophthalmolic aneurysm. So if you follow my my right eye back, follow my carotid artery up, Mm -hmm. this is where it's meeting inside my brain.
0: Is it operational?
1: So... To do open brain surgery on this runs an extremely high risk of fatality. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: A lot of open brain surgeries do. So the second option for me was a stent flow diverter. Mm -hmm. In order for that to happen, I had to be on a very potent blood thinner. And Mm -hmm. I know people listen to the word like blood thinner, that's simple. This literally takes your platelets and thins them out so thin that So I have an underlying condition called gastrocardiac syndrome. Okay. It's not very well studied in the United States. The vagus nerve in my stomach is damaged. The vagus nerve controls your heart rate, your lungs. It controls whether you will take a breath or continue living. Mine is damaged in my stomach. So it's sending miscommunications to my heart. So this is why I was bedridden in 2014. Okay. So I was in and out of the hospital probably 30 times a month because I couldn't get this under control, even today, that it causes, I can't exercise and stuff like that, but it causes a heart arrhythmia. I can't be on the blood thinner because of the gastrocardiac oh syndrome. I have to find a way, and they say there's no, heal, there's no way to heal this, but I have to find a way, and I'm doing it through my diet. I've lost 20 pounds. I'm a firm believer that the body can heal itself fully. And I'm getting this healed and then it's almost like a waiting process. like what do I do? Yeah. Like,
0: what, do you, what do you do to how, how are you healing is a homopathy?
1: So I It's. So there's it kind of is so gastrocardiac it's the more I talk, I swallow air.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: air puts pressure in my stomach. I eat foods, so I have what's also called gastropresis. The vagus nerve causes that as well. So it's where when I eat, it ferments. It just sits there. It's not digesting properly. It puts a gas in my stomach, pushing the diaphragm against my heart, causing my heart to go, <clears throat> like my average is 150 beats per minute every Holy crap. day. I'm exhausted.
0: I, I had imagined.
1: So it feels like I'm running marathon. Right there.
0: Yeah.
1: So I palpitated like. Three. Sorry. You okay. Okay. I'm getting back on track. It's because I'm getting anxiety. Like I get yeah. like worked up and then it makes it worse, but you'll notice my face is gonna get flush. Yeah, it's
0: starting a little yeah. bit.
1: So once that does that, my body will regulate back down mm-hmm. and then my blood pressure will start to come back down. It okay. literally, tried, my system tries to catch up. And
2: we have to do everything we can to keep her blood pressure down because you cannot have a high blood pressure
1: with an aneurysm because it can cause cause
2: the
0: rupture. Mm -hmm.
1: I know it sounds like a lot of information. That's why I was trying. It does.
0: I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm following it, but, um, just
1: say she's a hot mess, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) But so do they know how to fix it?
1: The aneurysm? Yes. With, it's either going to be open brain surgery. My neurosurgeon said it's up to me. So the open brain surgery would literally open me up here. The aneurysm I have without it rupturing, without a rupture, there it is in my head. As it grows, it will make me go blind in my right eye.
2: If it were to grow.
1: So as it grows, it pushes against the ophthalmolic nerve causing a permanent blindness in the right eye. Mm-hmm. With an open brain surgery, you run the risk of permanently going blind regardless. You mm-hmm. run the risk of cognitive issues, kind of like what you mentioned with that lady you talked to before. Yeah. like there is a huge risk of having it. There's also a risk with the stent flow. You can have a blood clot, you can have a stroke. I knew someone that had two strokes survived Mm -hmm. both, but it caused permanent damage Mm -hmm. because the platelets can stick to the stent flow diverter. It can, like if it's not placed properly, then it's, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts about it, but for me, until I can get this gastric cardiac issue under control, I personally am not a candidate for Anything. anesthesia, for um, stent flow diverter, because they would take it through my groin, run it up my main artery in my body, and drop the stent flow in my brain.
0: Yeah, that's uh, sounds like a lot that you can't do, but it, yeah, I can see where the anxiety can be we had her
2: We had her surgery scheduled, yeah. but we scheduled. had to cancel it because, because of the risks due to, gastropartiac
0: syndrome yeah Yeah. so what's the title of the book that you're writing and uh, why are you writing it
1: so my kid's book is called making sunshine and since my diagnosis this couch i'm sitting on i cried there is probably five pounds of tears in my couch and that's probably like literally true but i sat and laid in this couch i could not get out of it my depression was at an all-time high and all I did was cry like, and it it's not, it was kind of about a why me kind of thing because my dad died of an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. It ruptured. He was taken off life support in front of me. I was, for me, extremely traumatic watching someone that I love be completely brain dead mm-hmm. and telling me I have no options. So my why me was about, okay, my dad died of it. Why did I get it? Like mm-hmm. family history is a very strong connective bond between aneurysms you run a 50% higher risk of a rupture regardless the size so I lay here and I cried and cried and cried and I finally was like this is not me yeah I can die on this couch or I can get up do something about it do something with my life if I feel this way and I felt this way I cannot imagine these kids regardless of their age being in children's hospital And this is coming from deep in my heart, from children's hospitals or foster agencies or kids who who are being bullied or LGBT or in Pride Month, all these kids who are feeling displaced or hurt or angry. Like, how can I help kids who are young try to understand, to convert their negative feelings, their pain, their anger, their sadness, mainly with kids, they're like, I'm sad. So I'm trying to get them with making sunshine. It's about a superhero, becoming a superhero, and taking this dark cloud, this sadness, and turning it into making sunshine, turning Mm -hmm. it into sunshine. The dark cloud represents your feelings. Mm -hmm. It's something you created. The sunshine is something you created as well. It's about putting a light, a brightness in your life, And it's the illustrations, the parents' jobs or the guardians' jobs is to help the kid understand in a larger context about what I'm trying to say. Because what I'm trying to say is, it's deep. You understand Mm it and I understand it. I need these kids to understand that in a different way. So this is the mission behind my book is it will be launching on Amazon in print and ebook. But I'm donating 40,000 copies of my book to Children's Hospital to foster agencies. My wife and I will be traveling across the United States hand-delivering these. Rady's Children's Hospital reached out to us. It's not something we, they reached out to us because they've seen our post. St. Joseph Foster Agency or it's a group home for kids reached out to us. So I have all these people saying this is amazing and I want to help you. I want to make sure your books get into our hospital because we need that.
0: When does this book come out?
1: So I should be launching probably In the next, sorry, my heart palpitated. In the next 10 to 14 days. Okay. I want it out in the next 10 days. That's just kind of a projection I've had.
0: Is this self-published or is this a...
1: It is self-published.
0: Oh, you're fine. You're fine.
1: (laughs) I have to cough to reset that. So it is self-published. For me, I feel like I would have more... I don't want to say control, but I would have more direction with Mm -hmm. how I want my book to be seen or to go and be put out there. Because if I got signed, then I'm not saying I don't want to, but if I got signed, then they would be like, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure I want to kind of donate that many right now. So I get to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I really want to take my, my cartoon character, my, I'll restart that. Mm -hmm. This is bad matter? right now. You wanna take a break? It's gonna my face is gonna get red again. Mm-hmm. This is this is all day. Unfortunately it's I'm learning. gonna start
0: crying, but it's fine. Uh. <laughs> it's <be> oh. fine. <laughs> Just take your time.
1: Okay. Probably makes it worse, so I have to control that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I got this.
0: Would a dad joke help? <laughs> yeah. Well, why, why should you never press a four leaf clover? Or, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> God damn it. Why should you never iron a four-leaf clover? You never want to press your luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got another one. I got another one. I won't screw this one up. Okay. Um, uh, what is the only rock group that doesn't play music? Mount Rushmore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's fine if you leave something in there. I think the vulnerability.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. But okay. I forget what you asked me. Uh, I forgot what I asked you too. <laughs> um, I guess just talk a little bit about why this is important for you to get this out. Why do you feel the need to do the donations for the forty thousand books? Okay.
1: So I'll, with Children's Hospital. Everyone knows that most of those are donation-based. They're ran. Most of those parents are not paying for the children to be seen. Mm -hmm. And you never know what these financial hardships are already for the kids in these hospitals. So if I can give something, and I know it's not a lot, right? It's just a book. But this book has a solid value, especially if it can change their mindset. Wayne Dyer says this. He's a motivational speaker. He has been he was around for 40, 50 years, but he had just recently died a couple years ago, he says. Well, in the industry. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Wow. It is a very powerful quote to teach adults and children, well, what do you mean? Well, let's take what you're looking at. How can we change that? It doesn't mean it'll change their diagnosis. It means that they'll change how they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. How can we be happy? You're already sad about it. People around you are sad about it. But How can you get your child or your foster kid or your niece or nephew or your kid's friend to change how they feel? And I get people are doing that. Parents are trying. And But my book, I feel, is a valuable asset to help kids transform what it is they're feeling the best they can. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean it's permanent, but the mm. more you work at something, it becomes permanent.
0: Now, you started the GoFundMe to help, get the, to help accomplish that goal. Um, why did you need to do that? Is it, I mean, because it's it pretty expensive, I imagine. Yes.
1: So, on average, to print my book in the United States, it's 4 to $5 a book. Mm-hmm. 40,000 copies is going to cost me about $200,000. Mm-hmm. Gas, for me to travel across the United States to deliver mm-hmm. this. It's like when I feel like some people are like, man, that's a large number. And it kind of is. Yeah. It is. But the reality behind it is that's what I have to do. Mm -hmm. I have to reach my goal. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to do this because my life's purpose is inside there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's coming from a very strong personal standpoint of me, my emotions, how much I want to go in and talk to every single kid, but I can't. Like, my life was really, really hard growing up. It was not simple. I literally had to teach myself, raise myself, teach myself. I grew up in the Appalachian Trails of Athens. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of people can paint... It's not the whole Appalachian's not a bad thing. It's just, I grew up in the haulers. Yeah. Like, it's a very strong lineage of going through things and then going through what we've been through and being better. And it's just like, man, I'm exhausted, yeah. but I'm inspired. This is where I feel like if I could just show these kids how I feel, maybe they can vibe off me. Yeah. And I really hope they follow the journey because we're going to vlog it. Everything we do,
0: you know, get van life 2.0
1: right <laughs> <Yes>. technically <laughs> rv life this time rv life it's gonna have to be upgraded dramatically because i'm carrying thousands of books with me yes and it's we need that, that gas s- mileage is gonna suck yeah. literally it's just gonna suck the gas but yeah
0: literally and figuratively exactly
1: no. and gas prices are so high right now but it's i need every bit of the help i can get Two hundred fifty thousand is actually probably slightly pushing it yeah But I didn't want to seem like I'm just this weird, greedy author who's taking a diagnosis and turning it into a profit. That's the thing. Like, how can I get my? If you backtrack on me and Kayla, for 10 years now, you can find a history of us every year, three times a year. We are constantly drives for the homeless going down on New Year's Eve. And there's video of it. We YouTubed it. and. Anything we can do to help people, we're there. My heart is there. Her heart is there. I love helping people feel better. That is where I'm at because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Is it selfish? Maybe, but everybody benefits from it. Yeah. They do. They're happy. I don't They're think it's. I don't think it's selfish to fulfill what you feel in yeah. your heart.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm coming from the most genuine place I can ever come from. It's like I told Kayla, this, making this kid's book was probably the most real thing that I feel I have ever done in my life. Ever. And I know it's just a kid's book, but there is a solid message in that kid's book. And that's as real as I can be. And my heart is there.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's not just a kid, but it's a kid's book because those are important because those are the people growing up to be adults who are going to change the, the world. The
1: future, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be you. They're going to be me. Mm-hmm. And if that book, my book, and they think back, they're like, do you remember that Making Sunshine book? And they're like, kind of. And he's like, <laughs> he. In my head, he's a like, he. And he's like, <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's, it's, sometimes it also takes a kid's book for an adult see it in a very simplified form. Yeah. To go, oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I've been missing it because I don't like guruish talk. Yeah. I don't like spirituality. I don't want to hear it. Like that's what some people feel. Yeah. But read it through a kid's book where I got you. Yeah. Right? I got you there. You're gonna read that to somebody. I got you. <laughs> so <laughs> to the adults, I got you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think going back to the selfish thing, I think everything we do is a little selfish because we want to do it but there's nothing wrong with that to be a little selfish because it's helping the greater good. It's the overly selfish, that's the problem. Exactly. So that's my little hippie (laughs) van. Right. You'll have
1: a hippie van at the end of the year. Hey, you can travel with us while we deliver. Yeah, let's go, hop on.
0: Anything else you want to say about this? Anything that you want to make sure people know about? Anything you thought I'd ask you that I didn't?
1: I mean, I, th- I think we've touched on a lot of it um, off the record, but what you're looking at here, and it can, I don't care if it is on the record, yeah. but so my goal, our goal is to get a support team of 500 people okay. that are supporting what I'm doing and who are willing to push my, mesh, my message. My message. My message. <laughs> I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to really push my message. <laughs> Who are willing to push my message, that's actually a tongue twister, push my message with me. It's like, and all these people, and I just, putting the GoFundMe out there was premature because yeah. everyone was like, here you are. My eyebrows twitching I so, so bad. bad. <laughs> it's like. She has face spasms. But here's your Tourette's message.
0: Of the, Tourette's of the face. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but they're like, how can I donate? And so I kind of put that out early and I yeah. wasn't ready for it, but it, I think it, it worked out. So, so far, this is where we're at with getting support, not financial. That's not all financial. That's bodies. Share. Or someone says, I got three people who are willing to support you. Push your campaign. Push your campaign. We need to get your word out. Right now, it's about getting a solid Making Sunshine squad and getting everybody that wants to be every one of these names is going on my website under a contribution of some form. Like I'm going to acknowledge- Every single one of these people, because of you, this is successful. I'm able to accomplish what it is in my life I am born to do.
0: And this is just a physical reminder of what you're doing.
1: Our walls are, some of it is actually taken down, but I was like, we look like our house is a hot mess, but (laughs) they're... Um, vision boards. Like, okay. I need to know what I'm doing and what I need to do, know, do next. And my book is about a child superhero who takes darkness and turns it into light. What? By
2: the power of thought. These are your words. <laughs> I I'm know. Just reminding
1: you. <laughs> okay, right. I just wrote this, so I'm like, okay, I need something condensed. Like, how can yeah. I literally condense this? So making sunshine. So making sunshine is about a child superhero who takes darkness and turns it into light with the power of thought. That's the condensed version of Making Sunshine.